Thanks for listening to today's episode of the Wayne County Chambers podcast for the record. We want to say a special thank you to our sponsors, Sport Durst of Goldsboro, Goldsboro Builder Supply, and Professional Data Management. The Sport Durst team is ready to get you into a beautiful new Volkswagen, offering open and honest pricing on every vehicle and service. Sport Durst of Goldsboro understands the value of your time and dollars. Providing quality building materials since 1953, Goldsboro Builder Supply is your premier destination for custom designs and excellent service to builders and contractors in Wayne County and surrounding areas. Professional data management offers specialized service and technologies designed to help you gain maximum reimbursements for the valuable services that your office provides. Another huge thank you to our in-kind sponsors, Daniels Furniture, University Lights of Goldsboro, and Johnson Carpet One, who together worked hard to make our beautiful podcast set what you see today. And for the record, we're glad you're here. What's up, friends? What's up? How are you? Good. Welcome, right? Yeah. What do you think about these digs? Love it. Amazing. It's fresh to death, right? Yes. That's what the kids say. (laughs) Is that what they say? That's what I've heard they say. You know what I mean? (laughs) And these arts council, look, these pictures right here came from the arts council behind you. Look at that. They look great. Oh, that's gorgeous. Isn't that something? Yeah. This is nice. Nice, comfy. A couch from Daniel's Furniture. Wow. Daniel's. From Daniel's Furniture. Yeah. Looks very good. Nice and fresh Beautiful. and clean. And yeah. All right. Well, thank y'all for being here. This is a uh, pretty awesome day. It's old yeah. friends. We get to get back together, but I got some questions for you. Can we, can we rock? Sure. sure. Very good. So first of all, tell the, tell the folks who you are. They, some of them know, right? Sure. Of course you guys are superstars, but Aaron hit us. Me? Yeah, okay. you go first. Like, who who are you? Where are you from? You know, I? like your Such your a fam. Big question. You're, you've got like a you've got a whole like, fam. You got a whole brood. Like, I mean, do you guys <laughs> do you guys have an activity bus or what's the deal? Or? We're working on it. Okay. We're working on. We just upgraded to the Odyssey. Oh, mm. mm. life changing. I never. I I was one of those people that said I would never do it, but mm-hmm. it's worth it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Trust me. Good. Um. Okay. So. I'm Erin Fonseca. Obviously, I'm the downtown development director with the city of Goldsboro. I am from Goldsboro, um, not born here, but raised here and went to Eastern Wayne High School. Go Warriors. Mm. Um, I was one of those kids that said I would never come back, but never say never, just like the Odyssey. Um, (laughs) You'll end up eating those words. I actually um, met my husband, Philippe, in Greenville. He was working in Goldsboro at the time. And um, at around the same time, I found out about an opening in the downtown development office. Um, and as things just happened, it worked out. We both ended up back in Goldsboro, where my family is from. We have three beautiful children, mm. a five-year-old and three-year-old twins. Mm. So we stay very busy. Um, but my background is in marketing and event planning and management. And somehow I've kind of stepped into a role of downtown development and economic development, but I love it. Very good. That's me in a nutshell. That's you in a nutshell. Mm -hmm. Nice. Yeah. Miss Julie. Hi, Scott. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Yeah. Yeah. So I'm from central Pennsylvania, very rural town. And I came to North Carolina via ECU, went to school at ECU and originally was an art major. And therefore I can say that these pictures look very much like Edward Hopper paintings. Mm -hmm. Very Edward Hopper-ish. Are I was you, thinking the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nobody said nobody ever. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah. We know who he is. Go ahead. Sure. 
So I loved art, but then I realized I needed to do something that I could, um, you know, stand on my own two feet and, and pay my bills and all that. So I switched to urban and regional planning, which I graduated with my degree from with that. And then I went to Raleigh for a couple years and then came here to Goldsboro, worked in the planning department, started in 93, and then transitioned to the downtown development office in 99, where I stayed until 2019. And now I work at the League of Municipalities. But um, I have a fiance who we've been together 10 years. We've been friends for 25. And a daughter, who Ruthie, who just graduated from Wayne School of Engineering and Wayne Community College and is on her way to Penn State this fall. Oh, my so goodness. Yeah, It's hard yeah. to believe. And, and her name? Ruthie Thompson. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. And if you've ever seen Ruthie, you will never forget her. No, you won't. She's got the best head of hair on the face <laughs> of the planet. She is awesome. And she used to leave us little post-it notes around the office to bring us good cheer. I still have them. And motivate us. <laughs> yep. Yep. Can you have her come to this building <laughs> and sprinkle some I'll do that. Around? She would love to. Yep. Yeah. That's good. Well, the reason that you both of you guys are here together on the same day, aside from we're all friends, is the fact that your role in downtown Goldsboro and the, I guess, how pivotal that's been to the city of Goldsboro and really to the region. And I just wanted to have a chance to maybe take a little time and talk about that some. Um, you know, so, so there's a lot of things that come up in people's minds when you say the words downtown Goldsboro together. <laughs> some of it elicits cheer and some of it not, not cheer, um, but it's mostly cheer. It's mostly positive. Um, but it's, regardless of what you think, it's a really great story. I mean, there's a lot of cool stuff that happened. And I guess um, while it seems obvious now that this should occur or would occur and that it's been successful by almost any measure, um, I guess give us the give us the background. Give us the stuff that we, you know, us common people don't know. I mean, Julie, you were you were there from the from the get, from the beginning. And I mean it wasn't easy. No, it wasn't easy. I can tell you, I mean, and and I share this because it maybe shares the state. You can envision what it looked like. But when I first started working in Goldsboro, of course, I said, like I said, I was in the planning department. So, um, and the position had become a recently new position with the city. Only, in fact, in 93 is when it started in um, the downtown development director role. And so, the downtown was about 80% vacant, um, hadn't had any public investment in a long time, um, let alone any real private investment. And there was only one restaurant. Um, what was the restaurant? It was um, you remember? The, the one on the corner. What was it called? Billy's? No. Um, Billy's wasn't there until... Not Capetta's. No. But in that, in that location, The lunch right? place. Central lunch. Oh, Central lunch. Central lunch was there. And so, um, but anyway, so I, the job came open and I was asked if I'd consider the position. Um, so I was, you know, talking to friends or colleagues about the idea. And most of them told me I would be crazy to even consider it. You know, some people suggested that they drop a bomb on downtown and just walk away. And they said those words. Yes. And there, you know, there's nothing worth saving there. Just if we shouldn't spend another dime on it. Right. So, I love the challenge and it seemed like it was an easy place to start because there were absolutely no expectations. And so I took the position and 
yeah, it was a slow, slow evolution um, that took a lot of people and a lot of, um, you know, compassion and and consistency of purpose. Yeah, vision and, and hard work. But yeah, so we've come a long way. Well, and how does someone uh, become <clears throat> qualified to be a downtown development director? Well, I don't know. I think, you know, having on, my urban planning just background. Just put on a little concert, right? <laughs> yeah. And that, right. That is, that's all it is, right? That's it. Little, Event planning. Yeah. yeah, that's what a lot yeah. of people think it is, right? They, yeah. they, they don't understand the, you know, the economic development part, the political part, all of it, and partnerships and, you know, creating relationships and, um. And also, I think one of the hardest things is, is is balancing, you know, your um, immediate need for something versus the long-term need of the downtown or an immediate... Um, take, us through, take us through that. Because so when you say balancing that immediate need versus long-term need, give me, give me an example of what you're saying. Because um, I don't think a lot of people would understand that. Yeah, it, it's like the parking situation or, um, you know... Uh, I'm trying to think of good examples. Erin, what do you think? Yeah, I think the parking situation is a prime example um, because in in the immediate or currently people are only thinking about um, what they're used to and um, and what conveniences them, right? So if we think about parking downtown, you're used to just pulling right up to the store you want to go in. If you own a business downtown, a lot of folks will just park right in front of their store. Um, what we know through Main Street, which I'm sure we'll talk about shortly, is that each parking space directly in front of a business is worth $30,000 to that business. So thinking in the long term about how it affects the business and how the funds that go into that business affect the community through tax dollars, um, that's a different conversation. And does it affect convenience? Yes. So taking um, those those short-sighted decisions out of it to make a long-term decision is key. And, and one of the original ones, the, the biggest challenge when I first started was the, the immediate interest to tear down buildings because they looked bad, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, it was like the, the, it was the buildings was the cause of the problem, not the owner, but it in, in reality is the ownership of that's creating the situation, right? So, which is not just a Goldsboro problem. I mean, if you go no, sure. in any, particularly rural main streets throughout the state of North Carolina, I mean, that's a problem everywhere where you see vacant, you know, almost dilapidated buildings and there's that same tension, right? Right. Mm-hmm. But you think about the reasons you go to see Venice or Rome or London or Paris, you go there because of the buildings and the buildings are what makes it unique. It speaks to the the flavor of the city and and that's what you go to experience and see. And so we here in the United States are just a little behind the times when it comes to that. We're very short-sighted. And, um, and so saving the buildings was really one of our big focus areas when we first started because they were in such a state that, that you know, we didn't have a whole lot of time. So trying to find um, sympathetic people um, to invest in, in the downtown to, to try to save their home community um, was where we had to turn because it didn't make sense financially um, for just investors just that wanted to, you know, invest to get a return on their investment. Um, we had to go to those sympathetic people. But, but so, yeah, so that's, a, that's an, another example of having to look beyond um, the immediate needs because there was a lot of pressure from um, community leaders to, you know, let's clean it up. 
let's make it look nicer, which, which to them meant tear down all the buildings. So, mm -hmm. right. And there's 21 blocks in the municipal service district, right? Right. Something unique, I guess, is there's, you guys talk about this, but there's overlays of districts, which to most people are like, oh, you know, makes me fall asleep. But take right. us through that because it really does matter what happens there. It's a Sure. And I think if you're from here, you define downtown as anywhere from Herman Park to, um, I don't know, where else a lot of people think like Audubon over to them is downtown. I grew up with the same perception. So understanding that to us, downtown is a 21 block area is a little bit different. It's designated. There are actual lines, really. Correct. Yep. Yeah. It's a designated area. It's called the Municipal Service District. And the property owners in that district pay an additional tax, 24 and a half cent or 23 and a half cent per $100 tax value. Um, and those funds, which don't equate to a ton, but they do make a difference. They equate to about $100,000 a year that we're able to put back into downtown through things like beautification, even events, um, but also investment in the properties to maintain them. And then Julie, I think, can speak to the historic district a little bit more, which actually predates your time in the yeah. downtown development office. Yeah, something predates me. <laughs> so it was debatable, but <laughs> we, we did some research to find something. Sorry, yeah, go ahead. that was about 1986. Six, if I remember correctly, is when the historic district was um, established um, through an inventory of just, you know, identifying which buildings had historic value and integrity that was still remaining. And so um, with help from the state um, Department of Natural Cultural Resources, we established our district. And we're one of the very few, I think there's only three in the state um, situated like ours. So we have local control over what happens. And they, um, the state and the National Park Service, who's the national arm of, of the historic district, um, they entrust in us that we'll do right by making the decisions on how to treat the buildings in that district. Um, so that's a, that's a, um, a unique um, ability for us to be able to control our own destiny when it comes to that. Um, so the historic district kind of is a larger district over the, the central business district and the municipal service district. But to to describe or explain to people that don't understand those terms, I would just say what what sets the the downtown area apart, the formal area, is that it it allows mixed uses. So in in other areas of the city, you have just residential, or you have just industrial, or you have office. But um, in downtown is unique in that you can have both residential and restaurants, or you know retail, all in the same area, in the same building, in fact. So. That's what makes it different. So, right. And we can also relax certain requirements like parking um, to encourage some dense development downtown, which can create issues down the road when you have larger investments coming in at one time. Um, but it, it does allow for a diverse mix of businesses downtown when you take that out of the, out of the, um, I don't know, scenario. So when you look back, hardest part, like when you think about, uh, Julie, particularly your memories and and some moments that really stand out as pivotal and and difficult, maybe personally or just for the effort itself. What what stands out? Well, I think there were some real key pivotal moments, at least in my twenty years. And um, one of the reasons I was hired is in the interview questions. They, you know, what what do you, what would be your priority? What do you want to set out to do when you first get hired? 
And it was to have invest in a, a downtown master plan, a comprehensive plan um, to understand what we had and where we wanted to go. Um, and obviously I wanted to do that in a way that gathered public input and, you know, to create a vision, um, which created a roadmap for, for leaders to, to follow. Um, and I was hired. And one of my interviewees was Richard Slozak, who was the city manager at the time. And then, so then I turned around and asked for money to invest in the downtown master plan, but um, we didn't get the support for three, four years. It took a while um, to get the council to support that investment. So, you know, that was challenging, but then we got the master plan and then we had a roadmap and we got a lot of interest and people got excited about it. Um, but then investment was slow to follow from both the public sector and the private sector. And of course, the public sector has to set the tone and they have to start so the private sector can see and really believe that they care and they're committed and they want this to happen. So it's just, it's a push, pull, push, pull, push, pull. And it, it just, it takes a while. I mean, for somebody like me, who my parents just thought it was hilarious that I was in this profession because I have absolutely no patience whatsoever. To be in, in this field requires a lot of patience. Um, and so, you know, and then it seems easy now, right? But Every time we had a major decision of council that required an investment on their part to, to get a return on investment, like all the Tiger grants. I mean, let's say we put in 20 cents to get a dollar. But, and it seems easy now because of the results. And it even seems easy to some just to, you know, yeah, I'd give 20 cents to get a dollar back, right? It was always a three or four vote every time. Um, and and one, one, one vote in particular um, it, it was the first vote. It was the the city did the first phase of streetscape in front of city hall. Um, what year was that? That would have been 2011. Okay. Um, they uh, so we had the master plan. We had an opportunity. Um, we had a, a public private partnership. It was a um, street bond project that went sour because of the um, the economic turn in 2008, and so the private sector person fell out. So we had these street bond funds um, and we now had a plan, right? And we had public input and we had support. So it was, that's the purpose of a plan. Mm -hmm. um, so we were ready. And so we pitched the idea to the council and to put those funds towards one phase just to, just to see, right? And um, we had scheduled the vote and we had a council member <coughs> that wasn't able to be there. And it was a council member that Mayor King felt confident would vote for it. <laughs> so he delayed the vote. And he ended up delaying the vote three times. Um, and then we had a special meeting on a Thursday at four in the council chambers. And um, there was a naysayer. In fact, that naysayer also left me a voicemail message once threatening me <laughs> if I kept um, pursuing the streetscape project. See, that's what I'm talking about. That's wild. Like most people in the world be like, I mean, nobody, nobody would ever take anything like that seriously or, or be that weird about it. But clearly at the time, conditions were such that it was not just, yeah, it was not just the effort. It was also, it got personal. Right? It got really personal. Um, I mean, people, you know, the, the biggest part was, well, it got down to parking. People were concerned about parking. And then those holly trees that used to dot the center of the street um, at Christmas time, you know, they were lit up and that pulled on people's heartstrings. And, and I get it. But um, but anyway, yes. So that person went into the mayor's office and threatened that she would make sure that he never got voted in again if 
if he supported the streetscape project. And so that just riled him up and he called me and he says, I want that chamber full of supporters of this project. I'm not going to let her intimidate me and win. Right. Like he was furious. And so we did. And, um, and it was still dicey. You know, we had three votes for three votes against, and then council member Michael Hedden was, "Mm," but he voted for it and everybody stood and applause. Mm. The mayor wow. cried. That had to be cool, right? It was so cool. Yeah. 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 So well, it got to be one of the highlights, one of the better moments, right? Yeah. My daughter was there. Yeah. She, she was there nice. supporting. So, yeah. yeah. Sport Durst Volkswagen Mazda of Goldsboro is proud to support Wayne County Chamber of Commerce. Family owned and operated, Sport Durst knows the importance of keeping local money local and supporting the community. We put our customers first with the area's best pricing, best trade-in value, and best selection of new and pre-owned vehicles. Come experience the Sport Durst difference where customers and community come first. Well, that's good. Well, so this now it's got is what's called a it's a North Carolina Main Street, right? And that's when people hear the words Main Street, they just assume it. They take it very generally, but in your world, that's an official designation. So, take right. us through what that what does that mean? So, Main Street is a downtown development organization that exists to help communities like ours revitalize their downtown. And they do so um, with economic development practices that fall through the lens of historic preservation. Um, They follow a four-point approach to preservation, and that's a requirement um, if you are going to belong to Main Street or have that designation. Um, And essentially, um, they encourage communities to um, put on activities with in relation to design, promotions, economic activities, and organization, all of those efforts should ideally align to transform a community. So that's that's how Main Street um, encourages us to develop our downtown. And that's through the Department of Commerce, correct? The North Carolina Department of Commerce, and then there's a, there's a federal Main Street, national. There's yep. a national, whatever. Yes, yeah, or national Main Street, and then there's a state Main Street. And to get your designation as a Main Street, it's a pretty involved process. Um, our Main Street community dates back to 1984, I believe. Um, and it's essentially a collaboration um, everywhere, but certainly for us between the city and a nonprofit. So we have our city arm, the Downtown Development Department, and then we have a private nonprofit called Downtown Goldsboro Development right. Corporation. So now that leads to the, you know, the question that always trips everybody up, it seems to. Are we a nonprofit what or are, are we you? a city department? The DGDC yeah. is what? Like, it's confusing to the world. We're an enigma. We yeah. like it. so it's a combination D- of both. <laughs> Best so, of both worlds. So That's you're right. a combination of both. So yeah. just quickly, what does help me, help people understand why that is pivotal or why that matters or, yeah. Well, I can tell you from, you know, knowing colleagues across the state for 25 years in this in in this field, the, our position is a coveted position to be in. And it used to be rare. It used to be less than 10% of the, I don't know, how many main streets 80. are there now? 80? 80. 80. Um, 
So, but now it's because it was the coveted position to be in. There's more and more like coveted, it. meaning that people wanted to be like both us. both a public and private mm-hmm. partnership working wanted, together. Yep. So, it, like in some communities, it's just a city, you know, department, and then in some communities, it's just a nonprofit. A, a nonprofit, but in 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 Goldsboro, it's hybrid. It's a hybrid. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And it the I think for for us and from my experience anyway, the the best of both worlds, I say, because you have the, the public sector support, right? You have a seat at the table for long-term decisions that impact the town and how those impact your downtown area, right? So you have a seat at the table. You're not considered the redheaded stepchild just coming to the city council, you know, twice a year asking for money. You're part of the, you're part of the team. Um, and you also have a lot more stability and ability to attract talented, experienced leaders such as Aaron or myself or, you know, that, that have the skill set, right? Um, they're not just, you know, preservationist or event people. They're, you know, they, they, they're dedicated professionals to the field. Um, and then you have the nonprofit side, which is so crucially important and um, which probably takes up a good bit of your time. It did mine is, is managing a group of passionate folks, right? That, that understand, what downtown means to the community and to them. And they, they want to dedicate their time to it. They just need some management and leadership and, and, and guidance on how to do that. And so you leveraging them and, um, and putting them to work to, to better the downtown is super important. And you can raise, you know, a lot more funds having that nonprofit arm and that, that interest and that passion on that side. Um, and they can also help you um, get things done you know, with the council, you know, they can, they can, uh, impose their there's an advocacy piece. To right. It, exactly. Know? And then there's the practical time spent because I mean, it's over what, 20,000 hours of volunteer hours. I mean, more than that. Yeah. But uh, we look at uh, above and beyond, we look at our nonprofit as our advocacy piece to your point. So they have the ability to advocate and it's our role to educate. And together we can, you know, move the needle in, in downtown development. Um, and aside from economic development, Main Street at its core is about partnerships. Um, everywhere, everywhere along the way, they're asking us who has a seat at the table, who is working with us. Do we have a diverse board? Do we have a diverse group of committees? Like you're measured against it. I mean, that's the, I think some people would surprise people is that the amount of data that's required to be that you're accountable for, you know, jobs buildings, um, statistics, statistics. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yep. I just threw up in my mouth <laughs> uh, a little bit. I was your favorite working on it right now. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But, um, but you're measured against, you know, who's on your board. How does that board operate? So there's a, there's all these, um, I guess, uh, there's guidance guidelines and, and not regulation, not pure regulation, but sort of best practices, making sure that, 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 that folks who are main streets throughout the state are doing right. these and not similar just every, Not every main street, I mean, but accredited main street. So Pretty, we're yes, the right. elite group of the main streets in the state and the, and the nation. But and let's be you, honest, we're elite of those, <laughs> right? I mean, isn't that right? I mean, isn't it not? Well, it's important to well, us. Well, I mean, so. you know, honestly, when you, for years, you go to these places and I mean, or anywhere you go and people do talk about Goldsboro's downtown. And I think the courage that elected leaders have shown over the years and the courage that staff have shown and the, and the dedication that so many people have invested 
it is a lot to be proud of. And I think sometimes that is not always appreciated that right that outside of outside of these it takes constant care. It, it does take constant care, but I guess outside of these city limits, it's really appreciated. Right. Like it's really recognized. And that is one of the, that's one of the number one comments that we get from our board members or our elected officials when they travel to Main Street events throughout the state. They come back and they say, wow, Goldsboro is really at the top of the list when it comes to performing as a Main Street community. Um, and it's easy to take that for granted when you drive through it every single day. But Downtown is really something to be proud of, and it's a gem amongst some great communities across the state. Yeah, I can tell you that wasn't the case when I started. You know, we coveted or we we looked to right. New Bern or Salisbury. Those were the two towns that everybody wanted to be like. And so yeah. it's nice that we're, you know, in a position where people look to us. Um, yeah. And to give and you a practical, because of Julie. No. Oh, wow. To give yeah. you a practical <laughs> example of the the. Um, why it's good to have the public and the private sector partnership is when we instituted the center street jams in what year was that? Um, 99, 2000. I started in 99. So it was spring of 2000 was the first center street jam. And it was this idea of, from one of our board members and um, our city manager at the time, you know, this was new having alcohol. Mm -hmm. And so couldn't do it on public property. Absolutely not. Had to find a private parking lot that, you know, Mr. Wheel allowed us to use. And he did, our city manager did not want us to market it, you know, like on any city venue, like on, we used to have an on hold message system. And when I'd go on the radio, he wanted me to make sure that this was a nonprofit DGDC project. He didn't want to have anything to do with it. He was scared of it. By the end of the summer, it was such a hit. He wanted me to start talking about it on the on hold message, come to the city council <laughs> meetings. But but we would have never been able to have a Center Street Jam if it wasn't for the nonprofit board. So how many people did, how many people were that first one? Well, the first Center Street Jam, probably a couple hundred, maybe, maybe a hundred, the first one. But it was the first Booit that I went to, which was probably the second Booit. I don't know what that is. It was an event <laughs> that, yeah, or no, Lights Up. Let's, let's use Lights Up, for example. The okay. first one that I went to, I think we had 20 people. 20 people at Downtown Lights Up. And eight Flipping of them the were switch. board members. And yeah. how many they people? They could all have one hand on the switch <laughs> and flip it. Smile. Everybody getting this. So uh, how, many, how many people are part of Downtown Lights Up um, last year? Our calculation last year was 8,000. 8,000 people. 8,000 people. Golly, I know. It's wild. I know. It, it's amazing what, what 20 years can do in terms of yeah. um, building up an event. And not just that, but, um, you know, we talk about events and kind of joke that people think that's all that we do, but there's so much more and it's true, but our events is what create, they create the visibility, right? So. And the vitality. I and mean, the vitality. Yeah. Everybody yeah. looks forward to center street jams. Everybody looks forward to downtown lights up. And there's a reason for that. I mean, yeah. it's what, and it's what gives commonality. It builds community memory. You know, right. it's what creates place, right? That's exactly right. It's, it's definitely a, a placemaking tool and it's very important. Um, but I was going to say in terms of crowd, NC Freedom Fest, mm -hmm. it's in its third year as a state designated event. And last year they had over 16,000 people that came to a one day event in downtown Goldsboro. Yeah. And, and NC Freedom Fest is, is going to happen again this year in September. September 9th. Tell you it's what. It's a standing date this from now on, it's always going to be the Saturday after Labor Day. And so if you love America, you're going to need to come to the <laughs> You NC better be Freedom there. Fest. 
All right. So let's talk about what's next. I mean, you know, this, this place has become this diverse hub of entrepreneurship. It's become this great place to invest money as a, you know, to build, to have a building, to renovate that building. How did, let's talk about the success and where it stands and, and kind of where we are in current position. Well, currently we're, we're celebrating the return on investment of things like streetscape and the really difficult decisions, um, like getting the, the city council to support the investment in the first phase of streetscape. So we've completed three phases of streetscape and, um, we are currently looking at a five to one return on investment from the city's investment um, to to private investment alone, which is substantial. So we are at close to $60 million in private investment to date. And that number is just going to continue to climb. Um, but what we what we see, you know, we want to take a moment to appreciate that. And we're definitely doing that. There's one thing that I need to do better at, and that's taking a pause and kind of celebrating the wins. Um, I think we can say that for our organization as a whole, we're always looking forward. Um, but what we know is that downtown development and our challenges are cyclical. So we see all of this improvement and progress now. Um, but people are going to kind of take a step back and we're already hearing enough downtown, enough investment downtown. Let's, let's move that investment elsewhere. But remember five to one return on investment, where else are you going to find yeah, that? And in the last valuation, I mean, if, if I'm not mistaken, the tax value increased by about 16% in those 21 blocks. And I think the valuation in the rest of the community was like 3% yeah, right. in the rest of the city or something like that. 4%. Mm-hmm. Yep. I mean, you're talking a significant difference. That elevates everyone. It elevates everyone. Yeah. I mean, so from an economic standpoint, it's just, it's illogical to say that that's not been a positive move. Right. So from pure return. Right. So people talk about what was spent, but actually what's what was spent has already been erased, you know, by the tax tax revenue on the return. And now it is really mostly net positive gain. Absolutely. So for whatever is spent on the downtown development, I sort of look at it and think, well, it's just money coming in to the good over and over and over and over again, as long as it continues to stay viable, right? Right, right. So let's talk about entrepreneurship for a second. We're the Chamber mm-hmm. of Commerce. Obviously, we love businesses. And to me, there, and everybody maybe talks about this, but downtown gets a lot of love you know, in publicity and that, those sorts of things. And you hear from mm-hmm. people all across, you know, different parts of the county. It's like, well, everybody always keep talking about downtown. And I, and I get that. But it is the most diverse street of business, is it not? Within like a 40 mile radius. Like talk about that because you got everything. Yeah. Um, and I, I can't personally take the credit for that, but it's something that we celebrate and should continue to celebrate um, with organ or what's the word I'm looking for? Well, the movements like launch. Yeah. Well, the conditions are such, I mean, I guess that's what I'm trying to get at is that it seems to me as an observer now Mm -hmm. that the conditions, whatever it took to get to a place where now the conditions are a small independent business, which Mm -hmm. is what almost all of them are, Mm -hmm. right? They're local, they're independent. That is, that is America, baby. I mean, they are black, they are white, they are brown, they are, I mean, we have the most eclectic options for restaurant i mean well that's and it's it's embedded into the fabric of downtown i mean it 
because your buildings are owned by different people. Your buildings are different sizes. They're different, you know, they're, they're created in different ways. So, right. I mean, the diversity just breeds diversity, right? And it, and it, it's more interesting. So, um, yeah, I mean, it, it's the only place like it in Wayne County. <laughs> uh, yeah, and it, that diversity is bred opportunity. Right. And I think that's the, that's something Wait. that's so exciting to see because that's a gift that keeps on giving. You know, for every entrepreneur or aspiring entrepreneur who thinks, gosh, I'd like to start a business they can go find 40 or 50 right now on center street, you know, or right around in the, I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, mm -hmm. that's such a cool idea that you, you have an ecosystem that's, that's, that's been blooming for right. a couple decades. And now it's in, it's not finished, but I mean, you look at the business types now and they, they've been, some of them have been there for a while and they're just, they're very exciting businesses. Right. I think in a lot of ways, the the improvements in our streetscape have lent themselves to that that type of progress and what we see now. When you have a walkable downtown, it encourages people to go from one store to the other rather than know exactly where they're going. They're in and out and they don't even look at the stores next to them. So having that walkable kind of um, vibe to downtown where you feel like you can enjoy and explore and get to know downtown really lends itself to bringing in those small, one-of-a-kind, unique businesses. And it's, and, and it's the neighborhood. It's interesting. It's, mm -hmm. It right? takes yeah. both a concerted effort and being intentional about breeding it, but then it's also very organic, too. You can't, you know, you need to let it... You can't force it. ...develop itself. So it's, it's, a, it's a bit of a blend. Um, right. Yeah. Yeah, and I would say that our, our merchants have a lot to do with that, too. A lot of them have the mindset of collaboration over competition, and they they work together. Um, we at the DGDC have tried to kind of um, encourage that collaboration even more. We've created another arm of our uh, committees. The merchant committee is under the framework of our downtown development structure now. Um, and they meet monthly and talk about things that matter to them, um, pros and cons. And we're able to collaborate and, and align their efforts with our own to make sure that we're always in sync. So they have a lot to do with that as well. They encourage diversity. They encourage new businesses. And I think they're always out in the community asking people to come downtown and, and build their business downtown. So, All right. So a uh, couple of questions before we finish. Uh, best memory when you look back, both of you, like so far at this stage, when you look back, what was your best memory? Wow. Okay. Highlights. <laughs> I don't know. I have, Highlights. There's so many. And I'm not talking about you guys' hair. <laughs> right. I have quite a few. Thanks. Um, How about that dad joke? You like that? Yeah. I think I, the, the one that I shared about the, the first phase of streetscape and everybody standing in ovation uh, applauding um, for this, that project was a big one. Um, having Congressman Butterfield come to the office, um, he called just 20 minutes before he stopped by and asked me to get Mayor King, uh, to come down and, uh, and announce that we won the, the first Tiger Award. Mm. Um, and Mayor King had to sit down and he was in tears. Um, that was a favorite moment. Um, and, and Congressman Butterfield was a huge supporter, huge supporter, supporter of this. I yes, mean. he was. Um, he was a great supporter. Um, he got it. He understood it. Um, you know, and seeing my daughter, um, 
celebrate birthdays downtown, wanting to take her friends there, getting her pictures for prom downtown, all of those. I mean, and and because she's just proud, you know, like she's proud of me and and, you know, but we I had to make a lot of sacrifices not to be at every, you know, softball game or whatever because I was working. And so um, just, you know, to have that um, shared experience with her because she was part of it and she's proud of it. So that's nice. Yeah. Um, I absolutely agree with that. Allow or seeing, seeing downtown through your kids' eyes, seeing events like downtown lights up through their eyes is so special. Um, so for me, some highlights, the first downtown lights up that I attended, seeing it on the stage, flipping the switch and just the excitement. And I, yeah, it's just this, um, this vibe in the air. It's just really a, a great experience and I never get tired of it. Every year, I just look forward to that singular moment. Um, so again, that's one of the reasons why events are so important. Also in 2016, we hosted the North Carolina Main Street mm-hmm. Conference, which is... Which is coming the, up again. It's coming up again. I yeah. know the largest preservation event in the state. Um, we were selected to host it in 2016. I had been here mm, just a few months when that designation was uh, when we knew that we were going to get it. I had no idea what to expect, um, but seeing six to 700 people come to downtown and compliment the city and the leaders about how great it looked. And we had 150 volunteers and that was my role in the, in the event was getting all the volunteers together, making sure that they knew what they were doing and that we had the support and they still model those efforts after our 2016 conference. So that was a highlight for me. Um, And I would say post COVID um, coming through, surviving, seeing our merchants work together to, um, to come out the other end and the support that we saw from the community to keep our businesses going was really inspiring. Um, but of course, during COVID, we were finishing our last phase of Streetscape. Julie moved on to bigger and better things in December of 2019. Um, so not it, bigger and better, just right, different, different things. <laughs> um, so it was, it was a transition in so many ways. Um, and it really could have gone in a different direction, but surviving and seeing streetscape completed and hosting that first event at the hub. Um, that was just a really special moment knowing that we made it through and we were going to continue to grow in progress. That's so cool. Progress. So, um, what's next? What's next? What's next for downtown Goldsboro? There's so much. There's Just so much. Pick, pick one or two highlights, big ones. Yeah. So um, my goal right now is to create a new plan, really piggyback off of the mis- the master plan. And to Julie's point, that plan is so important to gain support, to find funding, um, to create um, synergy in the efforts downtown. So that's a big one for me. Um, we also are faced with a lot of blight and vacant buildings that don't allow us to bring in new businesses. So we're working on efforts to kind of proactively mitigate some of that blight and deterioration early on. Um, Union Station, that one's been on the list for quite some time. Mm. We've done a lot of work to save it. Right now, it really needs to be stabilized. So we're identifying some federal funding to, to kind of keep that going. Um, and for me, I think it's important to continue 
to foster support of the downtown effort. It's dangerous to say enough downtown. It's dangerous to say, okay, we've put this much money into downtown. Let's move on to bigger or to different things. Um, So continuing to drive that message home to get support and buy-in, which we know is so important to really move the needle um, in downtown development. That's a goal. Um, We have an arts district that we're working on rolling out that connects Union Station to the heart of downtown. We're working on a social district. So social district, you know, to go from Center Street Jam where we couldn't even say we had a Center Street Jam, we were selling alcohol to now um, allowing people to walk around downtown with a beverage. Which is not to encourage the uh, the alcohol as much as it is to encourage and stimulate the activity and the business and, and moving from business to business to support those businesses. Right. It's truly an economic development tool. Um, it's going to benefit the businesses that don't sell alcohol a lot more than those that do. Um, so, and we've seen 40 plus communities across the state already adopt it. They're growing theirs. So we're working on that. We're going to bring it to vote at the next council meeting, fingers crossed. Um, so there's a lot going on, but the, the priority for me is just buy-in and continued support of the efforts downtown um, because we're always looking for the next champion of downtown. We're always looking for um, the next team to guide us through because it never ends. It's a cycle. Well, at this stage, you ladies are so accomplished, right? <laughs> I mean, well. different stages of your career, but I mean, you've done a lot and, and certainly both of you are identified so strongly with the downtown effort, but you wake up in the morning now, these days, you know, at different stages, this will be interesting to hear. What motivates you? Like what keeps you fired up? What wakes you up and says, all right, let's, let's do this. For me, it's the people. It's, it's my board. It's my team. It's the, um, the group that we've built that really drives me through the tough days where, you know, we go before council, we don't get the support of an initiative that we're trying to pass through. They're the ones that keep me grounded and and keep me focused on what's next. And and really, it's just my love for downtown. I love this community. I love downtown. I love what it means to everybody around me. Um, this is my home. So I want to see it continue to grow and prosper. Yeah. Well, for me, I I have the great opportunity in my position now at the League of Municipalities and, and helping all towns across the state. There's 551 um, municipalities across the state. So the thing I like about my job most is I get to talk to community leaders um, about their challenges and I get to insert my experience into the conversation and give them hope and encouragement and possibly some direction. But it's that it's that hope and encouragement. Like, if we can do it, you can do it. Um, and I truly feel that way. Um, and it's really just about people. So getting the right people on the team and there's always them in every community. So it's, it can happen anywhere. And so that, that's the part that I love the most and that wakes me up and will, will continue to lead me in whatever I do moving forward. Very cool. Well, listen, on behalf of the city and our community, thank you for what you've done, what you continue to do, your jewels, gems, diamonds, (laughs) your rock stars, (laughs) your whatever. Can you come things. to my office every day? What's give me that? a little pep talk. Can I? Every day. Yeah. yeah, can you do that? Oh, no, but yeah, I mean, I'll pray for you. You know what I mean? 
<laughs> with Lord moving your heart. But listen, well, thank you. I think it should be said, though, Scott. I mean, you were at the downtown development office for a handful of years too, and and mm. you made your mark, and you were you 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 made significant things happen Absolutely. there. So, well, it's a team effort, and I think the it's just a. I mean, I think today is a great example of just collaboration is the key to winning. I mean, mm -hmm. um, and so thank you. Thank you for leading the collaborative efforts. Thank you for being champions. And thank you for being here with us today. Thank you. Thank you, right. both of you. Yeah. It was a pleasure.